the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. Uh, hope you are doing well and that you're, the summer is over for a lot of people headed back to school very soon, uh, back to college, back to school, regular school, homeschoolers, and just everything seems to kick back in. There's uh, most of the legislatures so certainly congress is out for most of august and then most of our legislatures don't meet in the summers at all uh so the summer will turn and we'll be into september in a moment and uh there'll be a lot happening then there'll be a debate between now and then next week i think there'll be a republican debate i don't know if donald trump is going but probably not probably not i doubt it uh i don't think if i was him i would go um when you are ahead you act differently than when you are a challenger uh there's just no doubt about that and so i think it's um pretty clear that he will um probably assert that uh, privilege of being that far ahead. But it'll be interesting for the other ones. It'll be interesting to see what the other ones do. See if uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, is as um, good at this game as he seems to be so far. And DeSantis will be strong, I'm sure. Lots going on. All right. In a few moments, we'll talk with Phil Kirpin, our old friend who's the head of the American Commitment. We'll visit with him. Haven't talked to him in a while. And then we'll have a very special guest, Mark Houck. Mark Houck is a... Um, challenger he's challenging a candidate for congress an incumbent republican mark hauck is challenging him in the primary and we'll talk with him his the incumbent's name is brian fitzpatrick and mark hauck is the gentleman who was uh, arrested um dramatically uh before his um conduct in front of an abortion clinic he was praying in front of an abortion clinic i think there was some i forget the story was there contact somebody pushed somebody um but he got charged and they and they dramatically brought guns blazing when they went into his home uh not blazing guns drawn and terrified his family and all and mark Houck was acquitted of the crime they charged him with but he also is now decided to run for office so we'll talk with him that'll be exciting he's been all over tv i booked him last week but between the time that i booked him uh and we got him lined up for the show he was on laura ingram he's been on i think gork all different places so uh seems to be a super guy we'll hear what he has to say and a lot more all right Today, what I want to talk about is the growing uh, story that is now getting pretty serious. Um, President Trump um, has now himself on the Truth Social has uh, quoted uh, the um, uh, has quoted the um, judge in his case. And he has said that the judge, this is now President Trump, the judge's name is Judge Tanya Chutkin. And um, Trump has gone and quoted her words, the judge's words, and the judge says some things that just... They don't sound, and I, this has been happening, by the way, in the U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C., a number of times. As you know, I've been involved as an attorney with some of these cases, and a lot of the judges are way, way over the top. When they sentence people, they just lecture them with the most condescending uh, attitude and language. It's really extraordinary. And so uh, Judge Chutkin, who is uh, overseeing Trump's case, has um, 
she said that she has used quotes like calling the people a violent mob, calling it an insurrection, saying that they're only out there because they're um, uh, brain. Uh, that's not the word she didn't use brainwashed, but she said that um, they're following this guy who should be who is not yet in jail, something like that, referring to uh, Trump. So here's the thing. Donald Trump has already said. I don't think it's fair that this judge is uh, pretty biased. And now we're seeing some of the uh, some of the reality of it. And uh, and oh, here's one judge. Judge Tanya Chutkin called it a false equivalence to compare the actions of people protesting mostly peacefully for civil rights. This is Antifa. And then comparing them unfair to the mob that was trying to overthrow the government. Now, think about that. That's the U.S. District Court who's saying the mob was trying to overthrow the government. Antifa was storming the White House, right? Antifa, the, the video which was up on over the weekend of Antifa uh, uh, hurting Secret Service agents and trying to storm the White House. And now, I don't know what they were doing, but do, you, do I think they were trying to overthrow the government? No. I think they were protesting and rioting, and they should have been arrested, and none of them were charged. But the same thing with, does anybody, again, we're, we're starting to see how fake the media narrative, the narrative machine has been in terms of what happened on January 6th. No, there was no armed insurrection. There wasn't an insurrection. There was a riot. And some people probably should go to jail for hitting a cop. You can't do that no matter what. But it's, how, how does this judge get away with comparing one and calling it an effort to overthrow the government and then calling the other one? Not? And the reason why, of course, is because she said Obama appointed left-leaning judge and nobody holds him accountable. I mean, think about that. The um, the again, compare the actions of people protesting mostly mostly peacefully for civil rights. That's Antifa to those of a violent mob seeking to overthrow the lawfully elected government is false equivalency and ignores the very real danger that the January 6th riot posed to the foundation of law of our democracy. That's what the judge says in this case. And and if you're Trump, you obviously are, are saying, hey, wait a second, there's no way you can have me expect to get a fair trial in front of that judge. There's just no way. Uh, and and it's it's it gonna it's gonna go um, uh, on and on and on. Um, oh, here it is. Here's another quote. I see the videotapes. I see the footage of the flags and the signs that people were carrying and the hats that they were wearing and the garb and the people who mobbed that Capitol were there in fealty, in loyalty to one man. This is the judge, Judge Chutkin, not to the Constitution of which most of the people come before me seem woefully ignorant. Not to the ideals of this country and not to the principles of democracy. This is the judge. She's referring to the January 6th folks. And she says it's blind loyalty to one person who, by the way, remains free to this day. That that she can't stay on that case. Obviously, she can't stay on that case. There's just no chance. In fact, I, I don't think he can get a trial, a, a fair trial in Washington, D.C. at all. I don't see how that could happen. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing to watch. It's pretty uh, stunning to see. But now we have the receipts. You know, our friend Mike Davis, uh, who's over at the Article 3 Project, has been going through these cases and the transcripts and identifying exactly what Judge Chutkin did. And it's ex- extraordinary. So it's easy. The judge has to uh, get off this case. It, it, there, there's no chance that this can happen going going forward where it's fair. It doesn't. That's the system doesn't work like that. And it doesn't matter that the that the judge was talking in another case. It doesn't matter that the judge was talking in a in a um, uh, in a sentencing. It doesn't matter the context. It just matters that the judge has been so far out there on in this way. 
I, and there's really no way that can go forward. If it does go forward, I think it's going to be a, a basis, of, among others, for many, many motions and many questions and likely some appeals. I, I just can't imagine it wouldn't go like that. So it's a bad idea. And here's the thing that's maybe part of the good news is more and more people are saying, hey, wait a second. Is the system, the crown jewel of our American life, the Constitution, the rule of law, our justice system, is it being corrupted so profoundly by this case? Is there something that should be done? Whether it's the uh, the, the removal of the case to, uh, uh, you know, allowing a venue change to a place that would be more, less uh, uh, um, focused on this. Maybe that's it. But I, I don't even know because it doesn't it doesn't withstand the test in my mind, of a fair um, proceeding at all right now. Again, we're very early in it. It's hard to know. It's hard to know what the details are. It's hard to see. But as more and more comes out, it gets more and more clear that there's some real serious problems, really serious problems. As uh, Dinesh D'Souza said, Trump exposes the naked bias of Judge Tanya Chutkin. I mean, that's right. I mean, imagine, imagine the judge in the case says it's blind loyalty to one person, Trump, who, by the way, remains free to this day. I don't know how that can possibly be um, anything but very biased and unfair. Uh, and um, I think you're going to see the motions that handle that are going to uh, become pretty contentious pretty quick and of course the judge has already said in the hearing on friday that she was not uh, too impressed with uh trump speaking out and she was saying you know uh, i'm not sure what you should be speaking out about or some there may be limits on what you're allowed to speak out about or something like that and so um it uh it is um i think it's going to come to a head and come to a head pretty quick all right uh by the way let me go back and uh, circle back i should have started with this please go to proamericareport.com and sign up for the daily wink what you need to know we've just gone through what today's wink is which is this judge is a problem and has problems she's this judge has a lot of problems here but if you go to proamericareport.com and sign up there for the daily email you will be able to get each morning monday through friday 8 a.m east coast time seven o'clock central time six o'clock uh, what is it? Mountain time and 5 a.m. East uh, West Coast time. You'll get the wink in your email box. The wink is what you need to know. And you'll get a couple of links. You'll get a couple of um, uh, stories and you'll get a, an introductory paragraph that'll tell you what you need to know. Very, very pithy, very pithy. I th- people tell me all the time they like it because they they don't get uh, 17 paragraphs. They get one paragraph that says something, makes them think, and then they uh, are into some of those links, which if they want to link on them, they can. And if they don't, they move on to other stuff and keep going. So uh, ProAmericaReport.com, sign up there. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk with Phil Kirpin, as well as uh, Mark Houck, uh, candidate for Congress. It's Ed Martin here on the ProAmerica report back in a moment welcome back welcome back ed martin here on the pro america report i just was uh, mentioning off uh, air to uh, phil kirpin our next guest and i i just was thinking about it phil i'm not sure when i had him on he runs american commitment it's been a, a while which has surprised me he was almost like a uh, <laughs> he was almost like a member of the cast here he'd been on every week or two or three weeks um but they they've got american commitment went out and did a poll uh and they polled the important group uh in my mind uh 55 and older um, I was just telling Phil, a friend of mine was asking me, you know, he said he saw a poll about uh, young people between, you know, 18 and 
25 or something and how they said they would trade their vote for if they if you made them get off a of TikTok or vote they give up their vote and i said what a stupid stupid survey because they don't vote anyway i mean we just, i mean by percentage uh-huh. the, the people that are voting and you guys know this to find out what 55 and older are looking at uh, and what they're seeing is valuable uh is the most important part of uh of the electorate so first of all welcome back uh philip kirpin uh president of american commitment how are you today i'm doing great Ed. how are you Good, good. So what's inside? What do you see inside this? There's a Hill story. Um, and of course, they're trying to spin th- things, even though they're the Hill. They, it's hard to know where they're coming from. What do you see in this? It's a, a significant poll. You, you, you know, what do you see? Well, let me explain why we did it, and then I'll get into some of the findings. Okay. So we've had um, we've had a lot of rounds of federal health care debates, uh, and we pretty much lose all of them. Mm-hmm. And I, as conservatives, we pretty much lose all of them. And, you know, one of the major reasons we lose, and this goes back at least to Obamacare, probably earlier than that. Uh, one of the reasons we lose is the AARP weighs in with hundreds of millions of dollars and their very famous name. And they claim that they speak for seniors and they push the outcomes basically uh, in the direction of the far left and of the Democrats and also in the direction of the insurance companies because they make most of their money from United Healthcare. And what's developed, uh, and I think this is why, you know, Democrats used to bash the insurance companies. Now they love the insurance companies and they made right. the product mandatory and everything like that. And I think what happened in Obamacare really was the Democrats and the ARP and the insurance companies got together and said, hey, we're all on the same team. Let's join forces and uh, we'll mandate that people buy our products. We'll never talk about how expensive insurance is. We'll uh, change the subject, make it all about other things. And uh, we'll use the money that we make uh, from the ARP branded insurance products. We'll plow it back into politics and supporting Democrats. And, you know, we had another really major example of this last year with the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. And, right. and you know, main supporter of that was ARP, and they spent a fortune on it. And you know, even their own poll at the time, showed the major concern that seniors had with healthcare was insurance costs, uh, premiums, deductibles, co-pays. They were concerned about prescription drugs, but it was down the list. It wasn't their top concern. Uh, but ARP never talks about insurance costs because they literally make more money when insurance is more expensive because the right. main way they make money is they take 5% of the premiums every month of the ARP branded United Health products. And that's worth about that 5% is worth about 800 million to a billion dollars a year. Wow. Which tells you that United Health is selling about sixteen to twenty billion dollars of premiums of you know Medicare Part D, Medicare Advantage, uh, Medigap policies, and so this is big, big, big business. And what's happened is, uh, you know, they they set the tone, they set the debate in Washington, they set the agenda. Uh, they're able to make a fortune skimming these insurance premiums, and then they spend it back into Democratic politics. And so there were about 100 members of Congress, House and Senate that got the loving treatment from AARP. And, you know, they're a nonprofit, so they don't say vote for this person, but they say, you know, so and so is a hero of seniors for saved Social Security, et cetera, et cetera. Right, so right. Uh, there are about 100 members they gave the loving treatment to last year. One of them was a Republican, and it was uh, Mike Crapo from Idaho, who I don't, you know, he had barely even had an opponent. I mean, he was going to win anyway. So they picked one token Republican who was going to win anyway, but otherwise this money is being lavished on Democrats. And so what we wanted to do with this poll is find out if older voters actually agree with the policy positions that the ARP took last year on Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, and we also wanted to find out what they think about the business model and uh, the way that ARP operates. And we got some pretty stunning numbers. 
This uh, Phil Kirpin is our guest again. AmericanCommitment.org is his uh, website. He's the president there. And, and uh, I love the type, by the way. I love your other one, the committee to unleash prosperity. It's such a good word, unleash. Um, Phil, so tell me about the results. I mean, I think I know the results, but can I say to you, um, it strikes me that a good word for this is corrupt. And by corrupt, I mean small c. I, I don't capitalize it and say they necessarily broke the law. I don't know. I'm not, I don't see how, you know, there might be something. It's just a deal where AARP tries to say we're concerned about seniors and their business model is they have to be concerned about selling. I'm not blaming them, right? I'm, I'm not blaming the Knights of Columbus. The Knights of Columbus are an insurance company and they, and they run a big insurance company. Now it's a 501c3 like AARP and they plow their money into Catholic stuff, but I, I'm not, I'm just describing it, but it feels corrupt that the AARP says so blatantly we're on your side and they're really selling. Now, what are the, what are the older voters saying about what they, when you tell them what the deal is, show me that, you know, it's stunning breakdown of, of the disconnect yeah first of all it probably is legal they have very good lawyers and they're actually there was a class action lawsuit in the dc circuit they got dismissed a couple of years ago right. uh, they basically made the argument in court that we don't have any relationship of trust or confidence with our members that's just the <laughs> right right the judge said okay and threw the case out so you look i mean what they're doing is probably legal they've won a lot of lawsuits and they have good lawyers but i think you're right that uh, most people would understand it as corrupt. And, you know, there are a lot of numbers in this survey, but probably the one that's the most stunning uh, and speaks to the point that you just made is 95% of older voters think AARP should disclose in their advertising and advocacy their relationship with United Health. 95%. Wow. Uh, And I don't think I've ever seen 95% of people agree on anything. They wouldn't agree agree the sky is blue. But 95% think that they ought to disclose that. And of course they don't. Uh, You you wouldn't know it unless you you happen to go on like the AARP United site and read the tiny fine print at the bottom. And even there, it just says there's a royalty. It doesn't say what percentage it is or that it's of every premium forever. So it's uh, their disclosure is very defective. And that was the biggest number in this whole survey, that 95%. But when we got into... Um, you know, some of these questions about Inflation Reduction Act, I think, are where the real political opportunity is for conservatives and for Republicans. And we got some numbers that were pretty, pretty incredible about that bill last year. Eighty five percent of older voters thought Congress should not divert any Medicare money that was meant for prescription drugs to unrelated spending. Eighty five percent. That actually went up to 90 percent when we asked about the things that were actually in Inflation Reduction Act. So we said, you know, are you concerned with Congress using Medicare drug savings to give tax breaks to electric vehicles? and solar panels and Obamacare subsidies and all the other unrelated spending that was in that bill. 90% of older voters said that they were concerned with that. And so I think, you know, um, the numbers on price controls were also pretty good. 80% said that they think there will be a loss in cutting edge new medicines and cures. And 55% think they're actually going to pay more for drugs versus just 14%. They think they're going to pay less. But I think the, the big sort of stone cold winning political argument is, look, I mean, a candidate could stand up and say, look, my my opponent voted for Inflation Reduction Act. We disagree on whether price controls are a good idea, but I think everyone should be able to agree that if you're going to save hundreds of billions of dollars in Medicare through government price controls, that money should have been kept in Medicare to shore up Medicare. It should not have been spent on giveaways for wind and solar and electric vehicles and all of the other pork that was in that bill. And that's what, you know, the Democrats all voted for. That is a stone cold winning argument. And frankly, Ed, I don't think I saw a single candidate say that last year in the elections. Not one. They, this bill came up, they changed the subject because I think they thought they were going to win anyway. 
And that was a big mistake. I think our poll really shows that if you go on offense on this stuff, uh, you, you can really score some points. Well, that's and, and you, 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 you just got to what I was going to ask you. I, wa- I want to ask you why they didn't go for it. And you think it was because they didn't want to sound like they were against the title inflation reduction or they didn't want to. I mean, it, 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 to your point, I it's becoming clear it didn't work. And the reason it didn't work, it wasn't designed. I mean, in, inflation reduction, it, it, would, it was designed to be a giveaway. Uh, well, but the president uh, just admitted that the name was a lie. He said, right. yeah, actually, that bill didn't have anything to do with reducing inflation. It was about our, you know, he, he said, what did he say? He had a great line. He said, he said, it was about alternatives to economic growth. That's like, why do I want an alternative? I want the economy <laughs> growth. It's like alternative to economic growth. Okay, thanks, yeah. Joe. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't know if he can trust what he says anyway. All right. Uh, I mean, in the sense that I don't know if he knows what he knows what he's uh, saying. But uh, Phil Kirpin, thank you. As usual, I remembered why I liked having you on as a guest. We'll we'll do it again soon. Again, American Commitment is uh, Phil Kirpin's uh, uh, organization. A lot of there there if you go over and check it out. And this is a great poll and it's getting some good coverage. So uh, that's helpful that the media is uh, seeing what you uh, are talking about. It helps educate everybody, including uh, members of Congress. So thanks, Phil. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ed. All right. We will take a break. We'll be right back and I'll put up on social media a link to both the coverage of that poll as well as AmericanCommitment.org. I'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I thought I was clever, as usual. My listeners know. I thought I was ahead of the curve. I think I sort of was. But then I looked up, and our next guest, Mark Houck, is on, I don't know, Laura Ingram's show. He's on TV everywhere. It turns out he's really good at this stuff. He's a very articulate speaker. He's famous. I don't think he ever wanted this uh, for uh, the United States of America v. Mark Houck, which was uh, they charged him, and uh, he self-described pro life dad and he was acquitted so that's the good news he was acquitted the system did work and uh, i do give it a hat tip uh the thomas moore society uh folks did a great job um i remember peter breen reading his quotes uh they were proud of helping you and so uh welcome mark to the program how are things good thank you ed for great to be with you we're doing well and uh busy busy times but uh, it's all good and blessed to be able to share with your audience a little bit about what we're doing so, Mark, uh, before we get into the bigger news, which is, I mean, bigger momentary news, um, how's how you, you, you mean everything about you uh, when when you from the outside is the stuff that seems edifying, you know, dad and husband and standing up for what's right. Look, if I can say it, look and uh, you look and sound like a lot of us feel right. Like, you know, you know, you're not driving a Lamborghini and doing TikTok. You're, you know, and so all that. But how's it? when the lights go off and you get home and all, how's your family holding up? How's it been? It's, it's a lot of attention, which means inside the word attention is tension, different spelling, but still how's it, how's your family holding up? Uh, thank you. Thank you for asking. It's uh, it's definitely a, a journey for them and all of us. We're learning every day as to, you know, what God is asking of us as a family. And, and so we, we, you know, we are grounded in our prayer and our faith. And, and so the children are, are doing okay. I mean, it's, it's hard to know, you know, after they've been terrorized by the government, it's really hard to know 
the long-term effects. I mean, short-term, they seem to be resilient enough, but uh, every time I speak and share the testimony with them in the audience, it does jar them. So, you know, we have to be vigilant to see, you know, what the traumas that they've been, uh, that have been inflicted upon them, how that will play out. Uh, but right now, you know, we're just, we're, we're close as a family. We're staying tight uh, together and, and traveling together and doing what we need to do. And uh, school's going to start soon for our homeschool. So, um, you know, it's 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 business as usual for them they're they're just uh you know good kids they 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 love their family they love each other and um you know we're just we're just trying to love on them as much as we can and 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 help them where they need it uh our guest is mark hauk and uh the big news in a second i'll talk about which will be a little bit revealed when i say that you can go to website and find out more about what he's up to at haukforcongress.com but uh, i don't want to stop for one second when you say it terrorized your family when you look back on this there's a lot of coverage of the incident maybe state the, maybe you can say, say in your own words that what happened but what was the real terror about it looking back for you know maybe your family it's a good word and it and it feels like it feels like it was not uh unintentional i know you're not supposed to do that I, it feels like it was intentional to to sure. scare and terrorize I, I talk a little bit about it sure well look we told the the doj we, we would come in uh peacefully if they wanted to indict us uh we communicated in every possible way that you know we're peaceful um that we're available and uh we'll be on the street and you can find us where you gave us our target letter so you know where to find us we gave them every opportunity to not do what they did and we were not expecting it so when i say terror i mean look my children were woken up from a sleep on a friday morning um their father held at gunpoint with m16 guns their mother also uh downrange with those with the weapons and then the children themselves uh were now in the line of fire as as these weapons entered my home in the threshold there so Look, the people that came out, you know, I don't know what they thought. I don't know what they were told, but they were told, obviously, that I was a, a violent offender, uh, a threat to the community and a flight risk. So that's why they brought the arsenal they did to my home, because that's the lies that were communicated to them. When they saw me and they saw who I was and Faith answered the door, um, they really had no response. So it was complete terror because I could hear it in the screams of my children. Um, while you can do it to me what you want to do, and and I'm at peace with that, uh, my children were not prepared for such. And so um, it, it traumatized them to the core. And, uh, you know, and I think that was the goal of the DOJ, because I learned in this process that they didn't want to punish me in court. They wanted to punish me and humiliate me and intimidate me in the manner in which they came to my home and raided it. That is the punishment, the process, not so much the guilty conviction, which of course they did not get, but um, they wanted to scare pro-life America. And uh, and effectively, they did do that for a short while. You know, our guest is, again, is Mark Hauka, who has uh, turned what is a terror-filled experience, I think, into something where, you know, if the, if the, it, it, Mark, if the, if the wind that rushed into your house, that was like terrifying, it feels to me like you're, you know, you've, you're turning the space into the Holy Spirit, the winds that rush into it, if I can uh, get a little dramatic, but it gives me, to hear you talk about your family, it, it gives me goosebumps to, to, as a father myself and 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 as a friend and all those th- things um so the next step though you're going to run for congress now and you're not just going to run for congress i mean you're going to run for congress against the an incumbent well okay now you're challenging someone that's good but now you're not even just challenging someone you're you're challenging the republican because 
Why? Well, sure. Look, it's an interesting story, and and it's a one that you know that God is leading me towards. It's not something I decided once I was rated and and won the you know one of the most important pro life cases in our recent times. It wasn't like okay, this is our next step. In fact, I wasn't even thinking about that. Uh, but the narrative is interesting. The incumbent Brian Fitzpatrick, who uh, I voted for in the last three elections, uh, I know his family. I, I know his brother who was a devout uh catholic man and and pro-lifer um you know they're they're good people but the interesting story here in line i should say is that brian was a former fbi agent and uh sadly he he never really condemned what happened he didn't say anything he really didn't come out to support us uh publicly um there were some attempts privately but they they kind of fizzled out because of uh disingenuous uh sentiments on our uh, that we felt was on his part but nonetheless we're not running against him because of malice or revenge um we're running because we're being called to it but also we don't want any american citizen to have to deal with what we dealt with ever again and of course that's fundamental and we want to get on that weaponization of the government committee for sure if they're willing to to have us but Mm -hmm. there's so many issues facing the first district right now that are beyond just that but that was the impetus to get us in the race and now of course we're we're in it uh you know for all sorts of reasons which we can get into uh but but at the time you know it was really just a desire to protect those constitutional rights of of americans well mark i'm I'm gonna tell you my reason to, to describe why i think you got called to do this is the system is corrupt. And I don't, what I, I don't mean that Brian Fitzpatrick has taken money from uh, anyone and is on the take. I don't mean that. So if, if he's, if people are thinking of suing me, I don't have any knowledge of that. What I mean is the system, it creates incentives for these people to be, you know, mealy mouthed and weak and to not be, you know, to not be standing up when they need to stand up. I'm looking at his, we're talking about, we're talking with Mark Houck, who's running for Congress uh, in the primary now against uh, Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick. He put, you know, when, when the, when you, as you mentioned, the former FBI agent, he saw what happened to you just a few weeks ago when one of the indictments was issued against uh, President Trump. He did this jive. He said, he puts out a statement. We must always remember the basic precepts of our U.S. justice system. No one is above the law. What the heck does that mean? I mean, you talk about being just, you know, someone told me once when they go to Washington, there's something in the water and they it, it, it deletes their spine, you know? And so, I mean, no one that watches what's happened to Donald Trump says anyone's above the law. I mean, it's just a trick that the left does. That's like CNN. But Mark, I tell people, if you want to run for office, you got to answer three questions. Can I afford to run? Can I afford to win? And then can I win in that order? And as much as you've been through, I'm just saying to you, uh, you're sure this is what you're called to because you know that they, they, they already raided your house. Maybe they can't do worse. They're going to, they're going to try. They are going to try. Yeah. Well, look, great questions. And, uh, and, and they've all been kind of discerned, but let me say this when conscience is aborted, truth is distorted. And so, you know, unfortunately, I think that's happened with my, my colleague, Brian. Um, I don't know what, what, uh, makes him, do what he does. I cannot answer for him, but I will answer for myself in saying that we're bringing integrity uh, to this election. There is, there'll be no mudslinging on our part. Um, we're not about that. We're about the truth. And, um, you know, as regards to raising funds and all those things, look, you know, God has lots of money. And uh, <laughs> if he wants this, 
Right. If he wants it, Ed, it's going to happen. <laughs> so I, I'm just trying to be faithful to that. Yeah. All right. Hey, Mark, I'm out of time, unfortunately. Mark Halk, everybody, I put up on social media uh, all the links to uh, his stuff and follow him. Uh, you can see him everywhere. He's on TV all the time, it looks like. so. Uh, but we appreciate you, Mark, and you're in our prayers. And so we've got to take a break. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We'll be back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. When Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was ambushed with a lightning-fast impeachment, some conservatives were quick to come to his defense, the strongest of which was Donald Trump. Texas's own Senator Ted Cruz said, For the past nine years, Ken has been the strongest conservative AG in the country, bar none. Texas Republican Party Chairman Matt Rinaldi strongly defended Paxton and described the process as a sham that was led by a liberal speaker trying to undermine his conservative adversaries. A total of 23 Republicans courageously voted against removing Paxton, while none of the Democrats did, although some criticized it. The most senior Democrat in the State House, the African-American Harold Dutton Jr., eloquently spoke against how improper the impeachment was. On Truth Social, Trump exclaimed to thunderous support by tens of thousands, quote, missing in action. Where is the governor of Texas on his attorney general's impeachment? End quote. As Trump hinted at, the silent Republicans share something in common. In addition to Abbott's shamefully going AWOL, Trump's presidential rivals have likewise been silent, as has the senior U.S. senator from Texas, John Cornyn. All these Republicans depend on heavy support by dark money mega donors who are mostly globalist billionaires seeking their own self-serving agenda that includes an open border. Most of the 60 Texas Republicans who voted for Paxton's removal probably feared retaliation by the dark money globalists as there are no campaign donation limits in Texas. Without a doubt, the effects of this dark money can be felt even in states that are thought to be conservative. However, outsider candidates like Donald Trump have been increasingly bringing this dark money into the light, leaving many voters with a much clearer picture of who has the ear of their elected officials. Dark money isn't going away in politics, but light truly is the best disinfectant. By bringing these dark money influences to light, conservatives can curb the power of those who would cast down conservative voices like Ken Paxton's. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height and... Mason Mohan. We are going to come and fill in briefly here for Ed. And we wanted to tell you about something very special that's coming up here, September 15 through 17. What are we doing here in St. Louis, Mason? Eagle Council number 52. That's right. The 52nd year of Phyllis Schlafly's Eagle Council. We've been doing this for a long time. And uh, I tell you what, this is, in my opinion, one of the nation's premier 
grassroots action conferences, leadership, uh, conservative issues. Uh, man, th- there is almost no better place to come and get an up-close view at some of the issues that face uh, those of us in the conservative movement uh, than there is at, at Eagle Council. You'll have a better opportunity there than a lot of other places. You could go to the big ones out in D.C., which, Mason, you and I have done a fair amount of the, you know these kinds of things, and you don't get close to the speakers. You're in a big crowd, giant stage, really far away. It's fun, but it's not the same kind of up close learning from these folks feel and, and getting to really, those are the workshops where you get into the, into the weeds with people. But to be able to do that at a big name conference with big name speakers uh, like Eagle Council, that's really cool. Right. So it's much more intimate experience than you'll get any, anywhere else actually getting to interact with these people and work on their ideas with them. And, uh, you know, be really up close and personal, you know, and it's a, uh, it's not something that you want to miss at all. We're going to be covering lots of great issues with lots of serious speakers and thinkers on these topics. And, uh, it's, it's just all around going to be a great time. Yeah. We're going to, and of course this is constitution day weekend, September 17. If you didn't know it, mark that on your calendar for a personal family celebration. Uh, that is constitution day here in the United States and something that we ought to celebrate a lot more than we do. So of course we're going to be talking quite a bit about, uh, citizenship and, uh, the constitution, what those mean to us, uh, and not just the federal constitution. There's going to be a lot of discussion about state constitutions when it comes to, uh, local issues and education and not just what's going wrong and who we don't like and what we don't want to do, but we need to be talking as conservatives about the solutions. What is the right way to go? How do we go about that? And then when we go and, and make this change, stop doing something we ought not to do. What then do we need to do in its place? What is that plan? And that's the kind of thing we're going to talk about at council. So uh, September 15, 16, and 17 here in St. Louis. I'll remind you again. And uh, where do we go, Mason, to find out everything? EagleCouncil.com. There are a lot of perks and benefits. Right now, we're running an early price. Uh, it is $250 for the whole weekend. That's everything, all your meals, all your sessions, everything included. And uh, it is, in fact, at the St. Louis Airport Marriott, and they have a guest rate for us. Uh, let them know you're with the uh, Eagle Council Conference, and there will be a special guest rate that does take uh, quite a few percentage points off if you just go and try to book a room, uh, by my uh, estimation. So uh, go to EagleCouncil.com. Uh, we got a lot of speakers, so that's that's something that's constantly changing. Go to EagleCouncil.com to see the latest uh, speakers that we've announced. One that we're particularly excited about, though, we're going to be focusing a lot on the family and uh, and saving the American family, what's happening to it, uh, what we can do to protect and preserve it. And Ma- Mason, who's coming uh, to celebrate with us this year? Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty. She's going to be giving all the important details and the happenings of what's going on in American education, the pitfalls, uh, the way it's harming the American family, and what we as Americans can do to help it to get better. Uh, and we're all, I mean, we're going to be covering grassroots activism, localism, yeah. working on the local level. You know, you look at the history, Phyllis Schlafly's history, the ERA fight would not have been won without grassroots activism. And that's something that in the age of the internet, we hear a lot less about, but that's something always important. It's still important. It's going to be important going forward. That's going to be a big topic we're going to be covering here at Eagle Council 52, yeah. September 15th through 17. You will find when you come and, and do our events that um, not only are we going to cover the things that need to be covered. We're going to be talking about immigration, about education, about uh, pro-life, pro-family, family courts, uh, all of these different things. But throughout all of these is going to be woven through 
what you and me, what um, we the people need to do about it. Because I know that is one of the things that so much discourages us often is, well, what does my one voice matter? How does this actually work? Well, it is important. It is incredibly important because it is all of our one voices combined that make up this kind of action uh, that speaks to people in power, that changes the waves and the directions of power in this representative republic. We got problems, but it's still a representative republic. Uh, republic. It's, it's not gone. Just yet. And it's still worth fighting for. So you will find all of those uh, themes woven in, even when we're crossing over multiple different issues uh, that are facing us. So this is going to be an exciting year. Uh, this is going to be a big one. 52. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, Mason, like you said, Moms for Liberty, they're they're really like riding the forefront of one of the waves that I think has woken up the American populace and this new um, wave of either getting your kids out of school or exercising new oversight on your local school board. That has become a lot of uh, uh, an issue on people's minds. And Tiffany and, and her co-founders and different people at, at Moms for Liberty mm-hmm. have really grabbed the hold of that wave and ridden it to get people to organize and do something. Um, I mean, this is what Phyllis Schlafly did, to your point, against the ERA in the 70s. And uh, Tiffany Justice was inspired for Phyllis's child abuse in the classroom, which, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the 40th anniversary of child abuse in the classroom, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's something that we've been talking about. So it's something to look forward about that, that uh, we, by participating in these conversations and uh you know, coming to Eagle Council and uh, enjoying these discussions with us, you get to celebrate this tradition that's been going on of conservatives exposing the wrongdoings of the American education system, right? And uh, standing up as citizens to defend ourselves. Yeah, and I've I've got the I've got the copy of the book in my hand right now, Child Abuse in the Classroom. We are coming up next year on the 40th anniversary of this book, and, and I mean, it shows you, you know, these issues don't go away. These are the same issues that we keep dealing with, and great people like the giants of the conservative movement, like Phyllis Schlafly, have been there and done that before we need to learn from them band together learn from each other and move forward as we the people that do something so come to eagle council there's no better place for you to be this september 15 through 17 like mason said go to eaglecouncil.com uh but as for that we will wrap up the show there uh thank you mason and uh, thank you to me ed always thanks us so we'll thank ourselves but thank you to ed for being a wonderful host uh, for Noah, uh, who was our wonderful technical director that keeps us all uh, on time. And thank you to you for listening to the Pro-America Report. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you tomorrow on the Pro-America Report. In the meantime, go to ProAmericaReport.com, find all the segments, and we will look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.